I'm your host, Maria Maldonado-Smith, and this is Creating the Vision, a podcast about living the life you envisioned and leaning into your passions, power, and purpose. Each week, we'll hear from guests discussing their journey to living and creating the vision for their life. We'll talk all things vision imagery, goal setting, and accountability so that you feel empowered and inspired to take action, turning your plan into the life you've always dreamed of living. Welcome, visionary. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Creating the Vision. I am your host, Marie Maldonado-Smith, and I am so glad that you are here. This is the last week of Focus February. Next week, I'm going to be back to guest interviews, so yay, (laughs) because I enjoy those much better than listening to myself speak, but this was important. Focus February, if you have been following has been really fun to dial in on three things that we're kind of working to achieve while also breaking down the process of executive vision imagery so that you know exactly how to figure out your word of the year, write your core goals, dish out that mission statement. Last week we dove into core goals. So your personal, your professional or academic, or if you're in the pageant world, your pageant goals. And then align that also with like a play or fun goal and then topping it off with a do the dang goal. This week, we are going to dive into the foundation. I always tell participants and have since I built this program out back in 2020 that we are reverse engineering your home, essentially, if you are looking for a visual. Think about building positive habits as the foundation the floor on which you stand. And we have to build really positive habits in order to get to where we're going, or it's going to be really hard for us to stay consistent. So the habits are the small manageable tasks done on a daily basis that get us to where we're going. That's how we reach our destination, which if you listen to me for any amount of time, I always talk while goals are awesome, The goal is the destination. The journey is everything else that it's going to take you to get there. So I love talking about building positive habits because this really, this is now the daily grind. This is the nitty gritty. This is the piece of your goal setting journey of your vision board creation. This is the piece that is going to be rooted in daily practices guided to help you achieve the goals you want to achieve. So I love talking about this. It's really fun. When I think about building positive habits too, I just think about progress. I think about like the cool transformation that happens whenever I have challenged myself to do something or whenever I've pushed myself to achieve a goal Building out those daily habits is what has kept me grounded in that ultimate destination. It's what's allowed me to actually get there because you can't just show up the day of the race or you can't just show up at Miss America or at your corporate job interview and decide within the 10 minutes before any of those begin that you 
want to win or that you want to succeed or that you have a plan or a path to getting there to share with the interviewer that you are equipped for this role. It's the building of the positive habits, the daily steps that get you there. So I get super jazzed about this topic and talking about it, especially when I have the opportunity in front of a group, but I'm just as jazzed to share it with you guys today. So it's really quite simple. <laughs> There's not much more to this episode, to be quite honest, other than reiterating and sharing with you some of the positive habits that you can build to align with your goals. Because I'm also going to share with you some planning questions that are in the workbook. Yet again, my shameless plug for the workbook that is on Amazon for $14.97 that you can purchase. You can also sign up for my newsletter if you go to my website, mmsconsultingfirm.com or any one of my social media outlets or ways to find me. You can click on my website link. You can go to contact. You can sign up for my newsletter. And when you do, you will get a tracker of some sort almost every single week. So whether it's a habit tracker or setting boundaries, a worksheet or a planning tracker for water intake or reading because we outline how many pages per day you need to read in order to get to a particular goal, you're going to get something from me. And those planning questions are going to come in a month or two in a newsletter that I have outlined coming up this week actually in the newsletter is going to be all about setting boundaries that will drop tomorrow and it will align you with sometimes the negotiables and non-negotiables that we have to put in place in order to achieve the goals we're working to achieve. We have to set boundaries. So these planning questions are really meant for you. This is why I reiterate, buy the workbook, please, <laughs> on Amazon. It's linked in the show notes and everywhere where I'm found, buy the workbook, look in the back, answer those planning questions. There's plenty of room for you to go back and ask yourself those questions, to revisit them often and to better understand how what you're doing aligns with the goals that you're working to achieve because we're doing things on a daily basis to get us there and we need to understand why. So I'll review some of the planning questions with you, but I really wanna leave it for you to go and do your own research and dive into the workbook yourself. So building positive habits. I love building positive habits. Having three goals is one thing, being focused on those is one thing, but creating that roadmap through positive habits is entirely another thing altogether because how we set ourselves up for success are those daily manageable tasks. I've mentioned it several times and I know I mentioned it last week on the episode on how we metabolize things when it comes to setting ourselves up for success to accomplish like a daily task list. We do process and metabolize things easier in threes. Anything over that science just tells us that we get a little overwhelmed. And so that's why when we have a lot of things we're working on, it can get us a little 
off kilter and we can actually lose interest. We can become unmotivated because we're overwhelmed at all of the little things that we have to do and to get done. It's also why I promote and talk a lot about my post-it note method when I am conducting full team workshops where I am immersed into a team's culture for the day and I am talking with them about ways in which they can work on their personal goals and their professional goals while showing up for their nine to five. One thing a day, one thing a day is going to move the needle. We are going to get there slowly, but we're going to get there. And I relay that back to the number one reason why people give up and abandon their news resolutions. By the way, 92% of people quit on their news resolutions. 62% do within the first month. So only 8% are making it all the way through. And that's largely because we're making those goals so massive and we didn't break them down into more manageable tasks that can be accomplished on a daily basis. And so there's lost motivation in that because we're trying to move this needle so much further than is manageable within a day's time or a week's time or a month's time. So there is something to be said for starting and going slow so that you can speed up when the time comes and to get where, you, where you're going. So when I think about positive habits, these are some of the things that I think about. What are What is the smallest step that I could possibly take on a daily basis to get where I'm going? And do that one thing really well. Execute that flawlessly. I worked with a trainer back in 2013 and 2014, and I remember one of the things that he said to me, was that he was looking for flawless execution. And it was pretty simple what I had to do. I had to follow the plan daily. I had to follow the plan that he had for me. And I followed that plan to a T. I poured my heart and soul into that plan and challenged myself to be uncomfortable when all I really wanted was to be comfortable and to not put myself through that much pain and suffering. I was waking up at four in the morning. I was working out for an hour in the morning doing a decently strenuous cardio exercise for me, a routine, and then coming home and eating the same thing for breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner for 75 days. So for 75 days, I challenged myself. I set those positive habits. I built it into the fabric of my day to the core of what my day looked like. And at the end of those 75 days, I had lost over 30 pounds. Then I shifted into another program for another 25 to 30 days where I was adding weights to build muscle back, where I had lost a significant amount of weight. I also had lost some muscle, but this was all part of the plan. If I had decided at any moment that I wanted to deviate from that plan, then I wouldn't have gotten the results that I, or that, that I wanted, of course, but then also that he knew were going to happen for me. And so I share this with you because 
We have to stick to the plan. That's why the planning questions are there. Now, when things aren't working, we do also have to realign, readjust, and understand we each have our limitations. Were there days in those 75 initial days where my body just couldn't go anymore? Absolutely. And I would reach out and say, I have gone for 17 days in a row and my body just will not move today. It will not operate or function how I need it to. And that was fine. He said, rest. Know when to rest, know when to take a break, know when to understand and listen to your body and what it's telling you. And so oftentimes when I think about building positive habits, so much of it is consistency, but it's also understanding that we're going to be uncomfortable. We're going to have to push ourselves. If if I made it three days in and decided that I was really tired, well, probably not going to be a good outcome. But I kept pushing and kept pushing until I knew that I couldn't go on anymore. And then I took my break. I took my well-deserved break. I rested. I gave myself the reset that I needed so that I could go back the next day and accomplish the goal. I could get right back into the consistent plan that was designed for me to set me up for success. We have to do that for ourselves sometimes. Sometimes we don't have that trainer in our ear every day or someone that we're checking in with. But let me tell you, that accountability piece was massive. It was huge when it came to my overall success. The way in which I operated was checking in every morning. I had my routine on the scale, checking in to the gym, checking in, getting on off the treadmill, checking in, getting back home, weighing again, checking in. I needed that. I needed that accountability. My health was in disarray at that time. I was having a lot of tests done. I was at a period of my life where I had really sacrificed my mental, emotional, physical, spiritual self for a job for a role that I really wanted, but it was slowly disintegrating every other aspect of my life. And my health is something that I had always prided myself on. So in building out positive habits, I knew it was going to suck. I knew it was going to be one of the most brutal, uncomfortable, and frustrating, annoying, use any word (laughs) that you can find to describe a discomfort or a, a not wanting to do, but I knew I had to, I knew. And sometimes when we're met with those points in our life, we realize that we're doing it not for other people. We're doing it literally for ourselves to save ourselves. I was at that point. I was at that breaking point. So when I think about how I build out my positive habits now, it's so that I never get to that point. I'm now trying to stay so consistent with my routine that I never get myself to that breaking point again. So think about when you think about health and wellness, what does that look like for you? It's going to look different for everyone. And I use that example because health and wellness is the number one goal that people set at the beginning of the year. It's the number one goal people set in general. Even if I do a workshop in April, if I do one in September, if I do one in November, health and wellness is the number one overarching goal that people come to me. 
over. Financial freedom, finances is the next, and relationships is third. And so typically, you know, going down the list, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all kind of center or related around work goals, travel goals, promotions, getting the grade, getting into grad school, et cetera. But the main two are health and wellness and financial freedom. So that should give you an idea of what a lot of us are working on. You should be able to find an accountability partner because the majority of people are working on those two things. And so if that's one of your goals and you're trying to build positive habits around it, go find someone who is doing a similar goal to help keep you aligned. That accountability piece is huge. We're 64% more likely to accomplish our goals when we have that action plan and accountability partner. When we have shared what it is we're working to achieve with someone, it gives us alignment. It gives us that accountability. Now we've not only spoken it into existence, we've actually charged someone else with owning that, that goal with us, alongside us. So allow those types of, of relationships and moments to help you when it comes to keeping you accountable. Have someone that you know, like, and trust that you feel will guard and protect your, your goals and that will guard and protect you from yourself. I am my own worst enemy at times and I'm the first person to admit it. I can just as easily talk myself out of something as I can talk myself into something. So be careful about that. Know yourself. That's what this entire process is about, is understanding who you are, how you operate, and how it is that you best accomplish goals. And for most of us, a majority of us, we need accountability in our life in order to get where we're going. It's not saying that we're weak. It's not saying that we're incapable. It's not saying we're incompetent. It's human nature. When left to our own devices, typically we won't do what's best for us, even though we know it. So we need that accountability piece. That is huge. So going back to health and wellness, and this is how I'm going to wrap this up and close it out for you guys. Think about what health and wellness means to you and then start diving deeper. Think about what it is on a daily basis you would need to do, or think about the goal that you have under that overarching goal of health and wellness. Is it to lose weight? Is it to visit your doctor and get your annual exam? Have you not done blood work in a while? Are you, you know, a female who is, you know, pushing 40 or over the age of 40 and you've never scheduled your mammogram. So therefore you haven't had those, those preventative tests that is necessary and needed for women our age to care and protect themselves. Make sure, write that down on your list because these are all milestones. These are all sub goals. These are all manageable tasks that you will need to accomplish in order to hit your ultimate goal of being healthy and well. Do you need to lose 15, 20 pounds? What does that look like? And understand what a manageable amount of weight loss is per month. Understanding that you need to be in a caloric deficit of about 3,500 calories in order to lose a pound. So starving yourself, one, probably not gonna be beneficial. Two, saying that you're gonna lose 15, 20 pounds in one month, probably not manageable either because unless you're going to drastically overhaul your nutrition and diet plan, uh, take it slow, go slow. I know that my metabolism in 2013, it looks a lot different. <laughs> looked a lot different than it does now. For me to do that same program, it would be completely different. So I also knew my body and I knew what I was capable of. 
I also had sent my numbers, my measurements, everything, my current weight. I knew where I wanted to be in order to get me to that goal. A plan was designed specifically for me. So think about that. If you're wanting to lose weight, seek out professional help, seek a nutritionist, a registered dietitian, seek out someone who can put together a weightlifting or a cardio plan for you. That's actually going to be purpose filled for you. That's going to help you achieve the purpose and the goal that you want. Okay. So the last piece, I said, I was going to give you some planning questions. These are the two planning questions that I focus on the most within the workshops that I do when I work with corporations. And the first one is what is the biggest goal you want to achieve? We talked about this last week. It's the do the dang goal. This is the one that's like, come hell or high water. You're going to make this goal happen. Like if everything literally fell apart this year, this is the one goal that you were determined to make happen. Write that goal down. That's the one that you're making a priority that you're pushing above all else. For me back in 2013, it was my health. It was my health. But here's the thing. It was a lot around health. It was my mental health. It was my emotional stability and health. It was my spiritual health. It was also my physical health and well-being. So when I thought about the overarching goal, yes, it was health, but I had those four pillars and I was working to achieve goals aligned toward each of them. What was I doing to strengthen my mental health? What was I doing to address my mental health? I started seeing a therapist. I started working with her on issues that I had been struggling with, some life events that had happened to me that unfortunately I could not control or make go away. So I needed help. I needed professional help in order to move past that. I dove into this health plan to address my physical fitness and well-being, which then allowed me also to emotionally show up. I was more emotionally prepared for my life because I was strengthening all of these little pieces. Did I work on my spiritual and emotional well-being every single day? A little bit, yeah. I was really dialed in on my health and nutrition. That was the one constant. The others were consistent more on a few times a week basis, but ultimately they still got me to where I needed to go. So we can't focus and be so all in sometimes that we're negating the day-to-day -day that has to be done. And that's what I realized going through that plan and that process was that there was moments every day I needed to make sure that I at least checked that one box. So my do the dang goal within that overarching goal of health and wellness was do the dang goal, make it happen, make sure you're showing up for yourself, get on that treadmill every single day. Even if you get on there and all you do is walk for 30 minutes or for 45 minutes at a 2.6 speed, just walk. Just make sure you're doing something to move your body because ultimately that motivated me to continue going the next day after I'd rested and gotten more energy. So that's the first planning question that I share. And then the second one is how will you celebrate your achievement? And it's really the last one. If you look at all the planning questions, 
And there's, like I said, there's about eight to 10 planning questions. And those are really designed for you to go back and answer throughout the year. They're designed for you to check back in with yourself so that you understand how far you've come. And that's why the last one talks about how will you celebrate your achievement? I want you to think big and small. I want you to think about the moments that you're going to be creating along the way. So one of the things that I had dialed in on when I was going through this entire kind of spiritual, emotional, physical, emotion, you know, you know, mental journey and path <laughs> back in 2013 and 2014 was I, I knew that normally in the past, you know, I had celebrated by like going out to dinner and drinks with a friend or with my husband or a date night, et cetera. But those were things that I was actually looking or that I was mitigating in my life. Those were things that I was saying, no, I need to execute flawlessly in this piece of my life by not doing these things so I can get to the ultimate goal of decreasing, you know, my cholesterol, increasing my overall health, et cetera. And so one of the things that I set up was love to shop. I've talked about that shopaholic in, in recovery. And I had pieced together that after every five to seven pounds lost, I would allow myself like an accessory or a piece of clothing, whether that was a sweater or um, a pair of shoes, something that could keep me motivated and aligned with that goal. And the cool thing about seeing your body transform in that way is you get excited to set those types of celebratory milestones. You get excited to lean into, ooh, what could I possibly get this week? Or how might this top look on me now that I've lost 10 pounds or now that I've lost 12 pounds? I would also go shopping in my own closet sometimes just to revisit clothes that pre-baby I was still carrying with me in hopes that I would get back into them one day. And I did. And that was another motivational tool for me. And those were celebratory moments. And I made sure that every time I was reaching those milestones, one, I was tracking them. I was tracking my progress consistently, not only by checking in with my trainer at the time, but I was also writing them down in my planner and in my workbook that I had created to track all of my progress and to journal about the experience because I loved sharing what I was doing. No one read it. It was just for me, but I loved getting that out of my head and onto paper and really seeing all of the cool success and the cool progress that I was making because it was hugely motivating to me. So I just challenge all of you as you are building out your core goals, you have to build the foundation. It is one thing to have this goal, but a goal is only as strong as the habits that we form in and around it. Because if I don't have the consistent establishment of goal of manageable tasks on a daily or weekly basis, they don't have to happen sometimes every single day, but you got to figure out what, well, how that is for you. I'm one of those people who has a tendency to be all in, all or nothing. I've learned over time that my 2013 mentality doesn't exist in me anymore. My ability to do something seven days a week, 24, 7, 365 just isn't in me anymore because I have traded consistency and I've traded balance 
for that kind of all or nothing mindset. Because I, what I learned was that along the way, while I was being hella consistent and all in, I also, <laughs> and, and the irony, oh, the irony, I was building out this incredible, incredible path to my own emotional success and well-being, my own mental success and well-being, my own spiritual success and well-being, and my own physical success and well-being. But I was also not the most fun person to be around at that time because I was so all in. I didn't have that balance. Sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes we have to be that way for a week or two weeks in order to kind of just commit and make it happen and to honor that commitment to ourselves. You know yourself best. You also know whether you have that tendency to be all or nothing or whether you're someone who can create that balance in your life. I'm someone who's had to learn consistently through trial and error that, oh my gosh, when I dive headfirst in, I go all in. I am all up in my goals business and there is no stopping. And it's amazing, but I also have learned to check myself and to understand when it's time to pump the brakes and say, you know what? I've been all in for a couple of weeks now. Maybe I should take a temperature check of my relationships around me, my friendships, my, my relationship with my husband or my kids. How is everyone else dealing with this too right now? And so when we think about building positive habits, those are also things we have to take into consideration. We have to understand how it is we're showing up for those, even those small manageable tasks so that we build to the, the ultimate goal, that destination of getting there. And then think about how you're going to celebrate your success. Think about the milestones that you want to create for yourself to celebrate. What does that look like for you? How do you like to celebrate? Is it a piece of clothing? Is it a sweater? Is it that skirt? Is it that pair of booties that you've been eyeing? Think about those things and write those down, commit to them because having that written action plan, having an accountability partner makes us 64% more likely to accomplish those goals. So do the work, invest the time, pour into yourself, and you will be so glad that you did. I am so excited and happy that you guys joined on this journey for Focus February. Thank you so much. I am so excited next week to be back with an episode on my top three guest interviews that you guys just that resonated with you the most, that you just thought were the bee's knees. I cannot wait to share these three episodes with you. And it's in total alignment with International Women's Day because all three of these are like kick butt females. So I cannot wait to highlight them and share them with you as a reminder of some of the earlier episodes and some of my more recent ones too, in celebrating some of these fantastic and phenomenal women in my life and ones that have been guests on the show. So thank you so much for going through this Focus February and understanding better my process and program that can absolutely be replicated and should be replicated in your daily life. Thank you for listening. I am so glad that you are here and stay tuned next week for another episode of Creating the Vision. Thank you for listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review of the show and subscribe on your favorite app. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, Creating Visionaries. If there is something that stuck out to you in this conversation, send me a message on Instagram to let me know. Until next time, keep creating the vision for your life.